All right, Coach. Well, we've got another interesting uh, uh, article here. We're talking from uh, uh, Yahoo Sports came up with uh, yesterday. They were talking about, uh, and this happened yesterday, the NCAA did levy some pretty significant penalties for Florida State for the NIL recruiting violations. There's a lot behind this story. Um, one of the things that just jumped out to me is that this is all settled and done and it's really just kind of announcing stuff that's already uh, that many entities and, and players involved in this or, or coaches involved in it, they all knew about it. And this is, this has been investigated and um, the NCAA is coming down pretty hard, relatively speaking. I mean, this is the craziness of all the things in the last two years since NIL has been out there. This is only the number two, number two penalty that they've handed out. Now, it speaks to the fact that the NCAA kind of moves a little slowly. Uh, maybe they're trying to be intentional. Um, maybe their um, uh, their their penalties are to be preventative for future incidents. But the fact that it's taken so long for them to even react to some of this stuff is is crazy in my mind. But Anyway, let's jump into this. Let me let me describe it to you a little bit. So what what had happened is um, a uh, Florida State assistant coach, offensive coordinator Alex Atkins, is found to have committed two level two violations. Uh, Atkins is basically he drove a prospect and his parents to a meeting with the leading member of the school's NIL collective, which is Rising Spear, and uh, during the meeting. Uh, the booster encouraged the prospect to enroll at Florida state, uh, and offered him an NIL, NIL opportunity of $15,000 per month, uh, during the first year at school. I mean, that's exactly what NCAA doesn't want. That's exactly what the colleges don't want. That's, that's the kind of pressure and abuse of the recruiting process that is, it's good for nobody, you know, even FSU at the end of the day, that's the kind of uh, uh, scammy, uh, sleazy way of recruiting kids that just, it doesn't help. Uh, what do you think? Well, who was the <laughs> other university that had an infraction? Miami. So, okay, you have, so, so you have two power five schools, universities that have gotten uh, sanctioned, sanctioned, penalized, uh, whatever you want to term you want to use against them for violating rules. The NI, the NIL, the NCAA. Let's be honest, hasn't had a, a a really big track record here lately of being able to enforce anything. So right. I think they're swinging for the fences on these things. Yeah. But the thing that jumps out on me, did you hear any of this stuff when they were screaming about we were 14 and 0? When when we were 14 and 0. When when Florida State oh, was FSU. 14 and 0. Yeah. yeah. You didn't hear anything like that. No, they're so not going to bring that to up. Your, to your point, to your point is this didn't happen overnight. It's not like January 1 they woke up and go, "Oops." This has been happening for a bit. Yeah. And as a result of it happening, they knew this was going to happen. Yeah. So they pushed it, in my opinion, they pushed in all the chips at the table and said, it doesn't matter. 
It doesn't matter if we get sanctioned. It doesn't matter no matter what. We're going to win. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Coach. Yeah. And that, that just speaks. I mean, there's a lot of hypocrisy that can be passed around here. But, that, I mean, from a college to be able to act like, you know, we're all that and we're above board and, you know, all these different things feel, feel like we are the underdog and get behind us. And you're out there cheating. That's what it is. You yep. agreed to the rules. This You broke the rules. That's cheating. And you know what? The, the hypocrisy is amazing. I mean, it's like, but it, it just, this is the time that we're in right now, right? This is, this is what we're dealing with. Yeah. Well, and, you know, and of course you're referencing Tim Harbaugh and, and Michigan who had two violations this year. I mean, just out in the open kind of stuff. I mean, the second one was probably a little more of NCAA catching them, but you know, the attitude has been just, uh, you know what? Yeah, we got caught or yeah, we're, we're doing things differently or however they want to, you know, protect themselves. But they're, they're the lack of, um, you know, the lack of respect for the governing body NCAA, um, is, is concerning, uh, because, you know, and the big institutions, the big power four conferences, they, for the most part will self police. Um, I get it. There's bad apples in every bunch and there are big coaches who do break the rules. There's a lot of programs that have broken the rules in the past. And, and it's that, it's that risk reward trade off between, do we break the rules and have one of the best recruiting classes ever? Uh, see notes on SMU, uh, national championship team, or do we still lose and, and lose to some of the schools we think are cheating? You know, that's, that's the challenge is, it's, you know, what, how much cheating should we do <laughs> before we're going to get caught or should we just go for it and, and, and damn, damn the torpedoes, you know, let's go and, and try to win some national championships and put our team back into the top bracket. That's what happens. And it's almost, you, you could almost pull up a risk reward chart and say, Hey, look, yeah, you'll be penalized but only for a couple of two or three years. But in the meanwhile, you've built your program back up and now kids are wanting to come play for you again. And that's, that's where it gets a little scary. You lie to your friends and I'll lie to mine, but let's not <laughs> lie to each other. So at the end of the day, at the end of the day, yeah, you know, you have these programs to your point that are out there that, that are basically, you know, pushing in and standing up and saying, it doesn't matter what we do. We have to get here. I don't know. You, you mentioned Michigan, but I got to believe the NCAA is not done with them. And yeah. I, I mean, if that's the case and you talk about vacated titles, vacated games, uh, I mean, is, is that what's going to happen to Florida state? And yet they're still promoting their program as a place to be. They just had a, a four-star athlete that they, you know, cherry picked out of Alabama today to go to Florida state. And I'm sure they're saying, Hey, we're, we're a team on the rise. You know, yep. you come play here, you know, 
you have a chance here, you know, and it's like, come on, you're just, you're a snake oil salesman at this point. Because it's like, if you're not going to play by the rules and you're going to break them, and then you're going to act like you're better than that, that's just hypocrisy to the highest level. Yeah. Highest level. Well, and I, I was looking at the penalties. So let's go through that a little bit. The penalties yeah. at first seemed to me like they weren't very impactful. But the more I look at it, the more I kind of wonder if this, you know, this is going to uh, uh, cause them some challenges. So first of all, the coach was suspended for three games of the 2024 regular season. And he was given a, a what they call a two-year show cause. In other words, if he ends up going somewhere else or he gets, you know, there's an opportunity to get hired somewhere else, the NCAA uh, or the the those officials have to defend why they're hiring him. And it can't be based on the fact that he's been recruiting kids because lo and behold, he cheated. So that'll be interesting. I, I don't think that's going to matter. I think he's staying at FSU. So I don't think that really is a big penalty, but the next kind of hit really most of this kind of goes after the whole NIL recruiting efforts. They, uh, the school's got to disassociate with the NIL collective representative for a term of three years. Now that's interesting. Uh, it kind of hurts the representative. You hope that it hurts the representative because again, this is a publicity opportunity for him to say, Oh yeah, I broke a rule or two, but I'm the guy that made it happen. And look what I got for so-and-so. Um, the school is going to, um, you know, they're going to have less tools in the tool shed to do some recruiting. So that's a, a problem. But then you get into some of the reductions in scholarships, a 5% reduction over the next two academic years. Um, that's, that's, that's a little bit of money. Um, they, they have seven less official recruiting visits. Um, you know, the, each one of those are golden. That could be a potential kid playing for them. Uh, a prohibition on communication with athletes in the transfer portal from April 15th to the 21st. Hey, now every one of our competitors are going to be in there and we're not. All the other schools are going to be talking to those recruits and we're not. And then a reduction by 18 evaluation days this spring. I'm not sure what that means, but basically it all seems to be focused on, you know, causing them some challenges around their recruiting efforts and their use of NIL to get there. So I don't know. What do you think? I think you could easily have another collective that steps up in the place of this last one because money's money could get you another company real quick. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, this, the, the taking the scholarships away and, uh, taking like the transfer portals and reducing the time that you have available to that. All these, it, it, again, it looks like window dressing to me because mm. they, if they skirted around it once, why wouldn't they do it again in this? I mean, it, it, when, jeez, I, I just say it this way. The things that they are saying doesn't seem like it has much teeth. Yeah. And, and it goes back to the problem with the NCAA. They don't have enough teeth in anything that they're doing right now. Hmm. You know, the, and and it's there's no 
they can't enforce anything very well. And as a result, you know, it's like you're, you're standing on a hill and you're saying there's no way you're going to, you know, go past this line and somebody steps over the line. Well, don't yep. go past this line and they step over that line. And there's a lot of that kind of stuff. And, you know, the last time they really got serious about something was when they uh, went after SMU. And that was, what, 50 years ago, 40 <laughs> years ago? Come on, guys. And, and as a result, you know, there there's just not a lot of teeth. Yeah. There's a lot of like, okay, we're, we're going to slap you on the wrist, but. And that's it. Yeah. Well, you know, I, did, I believe that the SMU death penalty was, was heavy-handed. So in that case, I think NCAA kind of overplayed their enforcement uh, abilities. Maybe that's, you know, maybe we've swung back the other way. It has not hurt at all S- FSU's Mike Norville to become a candidate for Nick Saban's uh, coaching job. No. It hadn't, and here's the other thing. If you looked – at the FSU Georgia game and how many people opted out of that game, whether they were declaring to go to the NFL, which were some, but how many of those athletes jumped in the portal? Right. And it's like, it didn't hurt them at all. In fact, it probably increased their value a little bit because they played for a team that was unbeaten. Come on, come on. And, and here's the thing. We're picking on FSU. And FSU fans, it's nothing personal. Because I guarantee you there are a lot of teams that are probably doing the same oh, yeah. thing. And nothing's happening to them. And you got to feel like, woe is me. But when you're undefeated and you're acting like you're better than that, that's the reason why you get that attention, Michigan. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, well, and, But – Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, I I think that when you garner the attention because you are the best, you're going to garner scrutiny. And that's when people start saying, well, why is FSU something now when three, four years ago they really weren't anything? What's different? Well, and I'll tell you what concerns me, Coach, is there <laughs> is, um, you know, so they, they talked to Mark Hicks, who's with the NCAA Enforcement Management managing director for development. And he told uh, a group of administrators that the association is focused on tampering and inducements, which is great things to be focused on related to NIL, but they have proof that there are other recruiting violations already uh, rules that are being violated. So the NCAA knows that cheating has happened. As a matter of fact, they're catching coaches texting Right. So head coaches or sitting coaches texting players uh, on other college teams. So we kind of heard that rumor mill a couple of weeks ago or maybe a month ago about some colleges reaching out to encourage players to think about getting in the transfer portal because, oh, by the way, you get in the portal, we're going to look at you. We're interested in you. Well, that. That absolutely is a, 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 you know, you could say it's not violating the letter of the law, but I guarantee NCAA is going to come down on that. No one wants that going on. And you've even got college coaches that are messaging high school coaches saying, hey, you reach back out to Johnny and tell him to get in the portal. 
we'd be interested in him. We'd be interested in him with $15,000 a month, you know, that kind of junk. So this is the stuff that just drives me crazy because, you know, it, it abuses the portal. Um, it's really unfair to the um, coaches. Uh, well, and like I care whether it's fair to the coaches. I'm not worried about that. But I think that's just it stands for grounds for abuse, right? The the teams that – and it's, it's the smaller teams that are, are the ones that are being abused by the system that, are, are, that would be inclined to do stuff like this. You know, we don't, we're not getting all the division one, five-star blue chippers that we'd love to have on our team. So, you know, maybe we need to whisper into so-and-so's ear to try to get one of those kids to look at us. So that's what, that's, what's frustrating to me is it's, it's very, it's very heavy. Uh, There's a big opportunity. There's a big opportunity for abuse to happen. Yeah, it's it's a lot like junior high romance. You know, you're passing notes between each other. Do you like me? I like you kind of thing. And at the end of the day, you know, it's like, how do you find out if you like me enough to, like, come come to, you know, this university? Sounds like junior high romance kind of stuff there. And even as, as innocuous as it is, it's illegal. You agree to it, it's illegal. The The tough part is, is that, you know, you're trying to run a clean program, and, and you know, the majority of teams out there are, are probably doing that. They're trying to run a clean program so that, yeah. you know, they can sleep in bed at night and not worry about, you know, whether they did this or did that. Uh, there's a lot to be said for that. However, you know, those programs right now are struggling when they're having to go against money, you know, cheating and going against – everything else that is saying, you know, this is the new way, you know, the old way of just doing it on the up and up just, just wasn't working for us. And it's, it's tough. I mean, uh, you hope that's not the direction that, uh, the NCAA goes to, I'm not sorry, not the NCAA, but that colleges go to, but until the, the, again, until the NCAA comes around and starts being a true policeman, to these things, uh, it's going to continue. Yeah. There's no reason for them to stop. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I guess, you know, back to, you know, what do we, what does this mean to our uh, parent portal show community? Yeah. We're, we're more than likely we're, we're going to be in the middle of some of this, you know, we, as we kind of move forward to, you know, 2024 is either going to be the year that, um, the NCAA kind of wakes up and starts to really get serious about some of the infractions and, and some of the penalties that they're going to, I mean, only two in, penalties have been, uh, handed down in, in two years. There, there's something. Come on. Yeah. Come right. On. So yeah. that's part a, but, and, and, you know, and, and they say supposedly, um, a lot of the, uh, cases aren't pursued because of lack of evidence, you know, so it's kind of behind the shadows and in the closets and kind of that stuff. But to me, the, the challenge is, is the smaller schools are the schools that are not, you know, they probably aren't scrutinized as much as the bigger schools. NCAA has limited resources. Uh, granted, you know, I guess there's a self-policing aspect of it, but it's just the abuse will have a tendency to happen lower, lower and away from the spotlight. And that's where I feel like, you know, our parent portal show community. I mean, Hey, the advice is 
you know what? Get get that legal help. Get that legal um, um, counsel that you need to have when you're walking into this stuff so that you aren't doing something that is an infraction or that you aren't finding yourself in a situation where uh, unscrupulous things are happening. Yeah, you know, we've 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 hit upon that before when we talk about, you know, surround yourself with with greatness and you know as a as a parent i don't necessarily look for my athlete to be an accountant a lawyer a marketer any of those kind of things i just want my athlete my athlete my son my daughter to be (laughs) able to go out and play and enjoy what they do yeah that you know that's the sports side of of things and and for them to enjoy that. And if they're really good at it, great. If they're not, that's great too. Yeah. The 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 part where it, it kind of gets muddled is is like hopefully, you know, we as parents have set great values for our kids. Uh they can't control the NIL, they can't control the NCAA, but they can control themselves. And yeah. when we're you know, when we're instilling our values and standards and and wants and goals for our kids. The most important thing is is like teaching them to make good choices so that whatever they're put in a place that they have to make a choice, hopefully it's a good one. And a good choice in this instance, surround yourself with good people. You know, it takes nothing to, to, to find an attorney, to find an accountant, to find someone that's willing to help you in these moments so that when – if you get there, you're not caught flat-footed, and it's uh, it's important because we, we, there's a lot of bad actors out there. I mean, we, all this stuff that we're talking about, it's all money-driven. And if there's money in it, there's good people. There's not some. There's some people that aren't so good that are out there. And so, as parents, let's let's surround our kids and insulate them as much as we can. We'll, let's let them be kids. Let them enjoy sports and let them have fun when they're doing it. Good words, coach.